Let's talk about proposed energy legislation at the State House. I know, right? State House, they were done on May 31st. Not really. Uh, the Senate was in yesterday, and there was a buzz all about the State House from staff, from other reporters getting the same information uh, about the possibility of some energy legislation. This has actually been something that's talked about uh, for quite some time at the State House. What exactly it's going to look like uh, to move forward with what the governor's goal is to get rid of coal-fired power plants by the next 14 years, I think is what his timeline is. Well, we've got a municipally owned power plant uh, right here in Springfield and other coal-fired power plants all throughout the area that provide uh, energy for the the state's energy infrastructure. Uh, So how is that going to be impacted? Uh, Another aspect of this proposal that we're hearing about is possible subsidies for nuclear generation. Exelon Corporation said that they plan on closing a couple of their nuke plants with possibly 1,500 jobs involved there uh, because of uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in operating losses. Uh, And they say that they could close those plants later on this year. Uh, So that could be all part of this. How do we get to cleaner energy? How do we keep nuke plants afloat? Uh, And a variety of other things. But again, how is that going to impact city water, light, and power? Well, joining us here with me, Greg Bishop, is Doug Brown. He is the uh, chief engineer over at City Water, Light, and Power, the Springfield-owned municipal uh, electric generation and a water facility. Uh, Doug, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Yeah, good morning, Greg. So, uh, what are you hearing? Because uh, I haven't seen a bill. Uh, I only know some very, uh, you know, general ideas and, and things that are being proposed. But uh, what are you guys hearing at the utility? Yeah, I think the deal's getting close. Um, you know, it sounds like the there's a couple key points um, left, and that was the Exelon subsidies, which it sounds like the governor announced. Uh, as well as Senator Harmon, uh, that they've reached consensus on that. Now, we don't don't know what the details are for that, but um, the next step is really uh, what happens to municipal utilities. And that's really the, the, the two key power plants are, uh, you know, Unit 4 and our peakers as well. Uh, it's not just coal plants that we're worried about. Well, um, and if you could, I mean, some people listening right now, they pay their power bill every day, uh, but they don't know the inner workings. So what's, what's a peaker? Well, so that's basically our gas plants that are smaller, um, but uh, they don't fit the size limits that they're proposing, you know, in, in the bill. Um, so, it, you know, any, any, uh, date or tax or cap on carbon um, or emissions, those kinds of things that would affect our fuel oil unit, our natural gas unit. So that all affects reliability, right, and resiliency. So if the, the, the way the things are kind of being proposed is that we'll lose th- three of our remaining units there and, uh, you know, basically being forced to just use renewables. Um, we'd have to use batteries then at that point, I think, too. Um, you're, you're talking very expensive, uh, op, you know, proposal there for for our ratepayers is the technology there yet for uh such reliance on battery storage or solar or even wind yeah no i mean you know so you know, again they're intermittent resources you know um and you you just can't rely on that uh you know for any length of time um you need some other resource right that's going to be some kind of a base load um or something that you can quickly start that's going to be available and um you know the fact is is our bonds for unit four are till 2040 so anything that shuts down that unit prior to that uh basically our 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 citizens our ratepayers uh they're gonna be double paying for their energy and and you know we're already kind of doing the right thing uh you know we're retiring units we're looking at more renewables we've done renewables in the past 
Um, it was a 120 megawatt wind farm. Uh, unit four, you know, is one of the cleanest coal-fired units in the country still. And well, because uh, of the know, technology that uh, the city's implemented over the past few years, over the life of the new uh, plant that's out there, and that's a, that's expensive technology that ratepayers have paid for uh, to make it a clean operating uh, coal-fired power plant. Uh, but back to you know the idea of uh, getting rid of coal-fired power plants in the next fourteen years. How much would ratepayers in the city of Springfield be on the hook for those bonds to? To carry on through for what an additional uh, ten years or so? Yeah, or? it's about thirty six point six million a year. Wow! So you know, the, the, whatever that date is, you know, you just times it by those many years that are they're left to twenty forty. So that's why we need to have a date past twenty forty. And it's not even just the cost; it's also the reliability and the resiliency. And you know, a lot of people don't want to listen to uh, utility experts right now for some reason. I don't know why, but um, the the uh, Illinois Commerce Commission, the ICC, testified at a hearing basically that MISO. Uh, said that um, you know the grid stability is an issue with renewables over thirty percent. So and if we have a portfolio of anything over thirty percent of wind and solar in our overall energy portfolio, then reliability is an issue. Well, and that's from all of MISO. Okay, so they're looking at it as a total grid area. You know, not just one entity. One entity right. might be able to get by with more, right? But um, you know, as the grid as a whole. And, you know, I guess you say predicting the outcome of those rapid changes in the power generation, as well as the market, is is highly speculative uh, from their point of view. And they're unable to estimate the cost to Illinois ratepayers. So you have the experts that are warning you of these issues. Um, So, you know, I mean, what does that really mean? And, And that gets back to getting a, you know. There just has to be some kind of energy legislation that is reasonable and provides basically three things, I think, for the electric grid. And that's, you know, their reliability, resiliency, uh, affordability, and also uh, protective of the environment. So I think you need all three components to really to have a, you know, that's really a just transition, I think, to a zero carbon future. We're talking with Doug Brown, City Water, Light and Power, about the possible impacts of any kind of uh, energy legislation that may advance at the state house. Uh, of course, the legislature finished up their spring session, but uh, some are calling for them to come back to deal with this, uh, possibly in the next week or two. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but uh, a lot of moving pieces, pretty complicated issue, uh, but a lot of it's going to focus on clean energy and what that means for a coal-fired power plant like the municipal-owned City Water, Light, and Power. Uh, so Doug Brown with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed to talk a bit about this. Uh, Doug, I've heard uh, some critics of the utility say that uh, you guys are only concerned about this because of jobs, uh, because of the number of uh, employees that may be at City Water, Light, and Power. Uh, what's your response to that? You know, I, I, I agree. There's, that's one reason that we're concerned. Um, we do care about our employees, and, and there's going to be a number of employees that are affected uh, at our coal plants. And, uh, you know, the, the green jobs, they say we'll replace them. Uh, there, there's no comparison uh, in, in the, the number of jobs with that. Uh, the, the amount of people that it takes to build a solar farm and maintain it is very small compared to uh, you know, uh, a coal-fired power plant, as well as there's, you know, the, the mine jobs, too. So it's going to be a pretty big economic hit to the, all of Sangamon County, essentially, not just the city of Springfield. Um, but, you know, with that aside, though, uh, you know, one of, I think the most concern, though, is our customers, right? It's about affordability and, and, and resiliency, the reliability piece. And I can't state that enough that, you know, in the future, if there's not enough energy available, that's when market prices will exponentially rise 
and costs, you know, that's going to increase everybody's utility bills uh, a lot. And, you know, we can't, we can't get to that situation. We need to have a smooth transition, not abrupt. And I think that's the thing, because everybody's going to com- be competing for the same resources, right? If we're all utilities are expected to do all these renewables quickly, um, you know, the, the demand is going to out, outpace the supply. So your prices for materials and labor are going to increase. So prices are naturally going to see an increase. We already are seeing market prices increase for renewables now out there in the market. So, you know, the, 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 all these vendors and everybody else, they're all seeing this legislation coming uh, from a state level and a federal level, and prices are starting to, to increase already. So, you know, they should be dropping, not increasing. But that's what's going to happen when you mandate these things in a, too quick of a fashion. What's the utility's role been in these negotiations, uh, CWLP uh, specifically? Well, you know, so we work with, uh, you know, the Illinois Municipal Utility Association. We work uh, with uh, the Illinois Municipal League and <clears throat> as well as others uh, talking to Prairie State, you know, uh, uh, folks and uh, trying to coordinate efforts uh, as well as electric co-ops as well because we all have the similar you know impacts um, but you know I will I will say that you know uh, Senator Doris Turner um, Representative Butler uh, Representative Murphy uh, Senator McClure uh, Representative Shear they all been have been very helpful in the process um, you know I think as well as there's other uh, members in the general assembly too that it, they all recognize the harm that the legislation was causing the utility once they've been informed and um, you know they really stepped forward to uh, kind of protect us and and actually really let the, the utility experts lead you know a proper transition and I think if, if we can get everybody on board with that same concept uh, I think we're going to be headed in a, in a better direction and you know we spent a lot of time last three to four weeks preparing uh, you know documents and trying to get that in front of the different various legislators um, trying to make sure that our voices are heard Doug, I think uh, we're going to be talking about this again uh, in the near future, because uh, uh, as we heard from some lawmakers yesterday, uh, they're calling for um, uh, or they're requesting for there to be a special session to deal with this. And even the governor saying that uh, a deal's somewhat together. It's in the hands of the legislature uh, and it could it could come any day now. 